Right, all right. Welcome back to Football Talk, where we cover everything Chelsea and most things football. And you know what? Like, I was actually thinking about it. Like, um, I was at work and I took a break. Like, I had my coffee and my bread. And I was thinking that, like, since I'm in Germany and everyone who's doing the podcast with me today is, like, scattered all over the world, I thought that was the best definition of an international break. <laughs> that was so like a that we came from. What the hell, man? Wow. <laughs> now I'm sorry that you had to hear that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, guys, welcome to the podcast. We've got another episode set for you guys because you know we've got mad love for you guys, but more importantly, we've got mad love for the game of football. Today, we have a special guest in Zibu Sisomoyo, a.k.a. Doug, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Doug. Nice to, nice to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast, isn't Very excited to get to today's topics. Yeah, like... It's all that it's going to be some intense stuff like, going on there. You're saying? saying it's going to be an intense one today, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna be quite intense. Like the first question that uh, the fans are asking, please, like you make sure that you know that these are the fans, not me. The fans asked, like, since you're a Manchester United fan, did you come to the podcast with Sancho? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got some breaking news for these fans. These fans that are asking about Jaden. Well, yeah. you see, we left him at Tammy's flat the other day after the party, so he didn't make it to Manchester. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll take the L. We'll take the L. Tough times never last. But Sancho 2022, huh? Uh, Let's let's just move on. Let's just forget about Jay. Let's talk about the signings there and there. (laughs) Because I can't do this. Honestly, I'm still still healing from from not signing him. So let's do the real thing now. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. It's coming. It's all coming together. Well, it's all going to come together at some point. Um, hopefully, too soon. Alright, moving on. Let's go to the Premier League. We're gonna have a recap of what happened this week. Um, Doug, since you're the guest, we'll, we'll, you, we'll let you talk about the first results that you want to cover. No, let's start from the top, isn't it? Chelsea Crystal Palace. That was a really good game. It was a great exhibition, but still, still, you're. Your main player, your main signing of the season did not pitch up. I don't feel like I played a great game, but but the boys there were, were really like performing out of their shoes. Hudson and Doy, come on, come on. That kid deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves the starting place. I just can't wait for you to play with like Ziak, Pulisic. I'm excited. I'm actually excited to watch you guys play. But I think I can still get some more out of Kai because after watching him during the international break, he was sparkling yesterday. Sparkling of him, I tell you. But yeah, 4-0 Crystal Palace. I'm not sure if that's the Crystal Palace that beat Man United, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Ah, uh, alright, let's speak. Like, before, before I then come in and chime in about what I thought about that game, I would like... Um, one of, I would like Simba. Simba, what was your opinion of the game? 
Um, <clears throat> it was a good game. I think it was the best result going into the international break. It gives a lot of players confidence. And also, I think, and I looked at it, I felt like Crystal Palace didn't really do much, if we're being honest, apart from like the one shot they took. They didn't offer a lot. I felt like they were good dull. So it was an easy game for Chelsea. So, yeah, um, I think we, the good thing for Chelsea fans, we saw five of the seven signings that were signed this summer that actually played. And I think they did all right. I think the defense was, was pretty good. There was a lot of communication. There was a lot of, and you can see that the, they, were, they were good together. They worked together well. So, yeah, um, it's a good result. And, yeah, we'll see what happens after the No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think um, it's like the point that you made about the five signings coming out. Doug was basically saying the same thing. It's just like, yeah, we're getting to see like the Chelsea that everyone was talking about, like the, the with the new signings and everything. Uh, defense had a good game, especially Thiago Silva and Chua obviously getting a golden assist. Yeah, but um, Gaz, what do you also think about the 4-0 dub? Well, it was a game of two halves. First half was very boring. I sat there, almost wanted to turn the game off and go to sleep. Then second half, we came alive. Um, good play. We saw Chilwell doing very well. He offers Chelsea something different from Alonso. He's able to defend and attack. Um, and this is a, a good game overall. Nah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people had considered Ben Chilwell to be somewhat of a defensive signing, but I like the way that he was pushing up. He was um, caught out of position a few times. I promise, like, there were, there were, like, three occasions where Ben Chilwell was caught out of position, and I think if it was Marcus Alonso, people would have been less forgiving. But then again, he did, like, come across with a goal in the assist, so you can't then say, that he didn't defend most of the game because he actually did uh, do job. So yeah, um, eventual though, like yeah, he's one of our better signings. I don't know if he's going to be signing of the season. It's too early to say, but yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. Doug, get us up with the next game. No, no, let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. What do you mean, like the one goal this is like was Alonso not doing that for Chelsea already? Was he not? Or were you guys like feeling that he wasn't doing enough? Obviously defensively at his flaws, but in the in the back three, in the back five rather, like when Conte was there, was he not more utilized in a better like situation? You're completely right. You're completely right. In a back five. It's just that yeah. yeah. Playing in a back five for Chelsea is just like, yeah. It's it's us basically saying that we're gonna defend most of the game. Because the only person who could do it properly was Conte. Okay, facts. We'll take it, we'll take it. The next game. Oh. Um, Leeds versus Manchester City. I think Leeds have all to do. I think they're, they're a great team and they're going to they're gonna pull a few blinders, I think. Personally, I feel like they can definitely top them, the greater Manchester on the red side. Um... And yeah, City, a lot of dismal performance, truly, truly speaking. New defender, same problems, conceding goals. And like, the attack was a bit blunt. They really do need a backup striker besides Jesus. 
they really do need someone that can like reinforce that strike force because without Aguero or Jesus they are they're a bit shapeless at the top a bit shapeless because that that can be said again that's why I think they lost the <clears throat> they lost the game by five goals to two because there are so many clear cut chances that they could have taken but obviously no strikers no finishing prowess there's no they're, not, they're lacking they're lacking that instinct in the final third in my opinion and Leeds were dominant. Their football play was amazing. From back to front, counter attacks. I'm actually looking forward to a good season. Definitely a top 15 finish. Ah, I see that. Top 15? Uh, if I say top 10, then people will like, start the message or something. No, no. I'm going <laughs> to keep their hopes low. Top 15 finish. Now nah, you're smart. You're smart. I like that. Um... But yeah, I, I agree with actually everything that you said. When you have someone like KDB in your team. In fact, if you have the City midfield in your team, you're getting at least two clear-cut chances a game, regardless of the opposition. And that's not even just the Premier League. That's against the rest of the world. Like, against, yeah, any team. Atleti, Barca. You've got at least two clear-cut chances in a game. Whether you take them or not, that's, yeah, that depends on the strike force. And I think... Gabi Jesus flattered to deceive, as you did say. But before we go and say it was City's game to lose or City losing points, like you said as well, Leeds have come out strong. They may not have kept a clean sheet in all their games, but they have shown that against the top of the top. Like Marcelo Bielsa has shown that he belongs in this league. And it's not just like, because if you look at, at the players on paper, they should be threats, yes. But I don't think that they should be performing at the level that they should be performing. Like, like Man City versus Leeds should have been a clean 3-0 on paper. But I think that's where Bielsa is coming to show them that, like, okay, my football is a force to be reckoned with. Definitely, definitely. I agree with you 100%. And it's all about heart, determination and fitness. Because the player's fitness is, like, exceptional. I mean, you watch Patrick Bamford play central striker to right wing, to left wing, to camp, to centre back. That's all in one game. He's made them very diverse and the energy is amazing. They're actually a buzz to watch. Um, Yeah, I'm a low-key supporter, but obviously you can't support Leeds and Manchester United at the same time. Friction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, viewers, please listen. Like, this guy actually claims to support both United and Leeds. Don't let him lie to you and say that he's not supporting. He's now getting he's now getting viewer shy. Like, listen, this guy is always in my DM saying that he supports Leeds and United. Like, if you find him, you know what to do. I'll, I'll drop his address if people ask. <laughs> <laughs> you suddenly be out. That's unfair. <laughs> but, yeah, like, oh, there's no perfect world of support both teams. I won't even lie to you. Because... Been watching this this championship when they're tearing teams five nil, six nil, four nil, and now they're coming into the big boys league and yeah, there's nothing's changed. Even the players haven't changed. Only reinforcement was to replace Ben White in defence with um with Koch, but otherwise it was a pretty decent um transfer window for them, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you there. Uh, Simba, guess one one Leeds City. What do you think of the game? Um, uh, uh, it was pretty. It was an 
interesting game uh, but as the game went on you could see that Leeds are going into it and they they got the goal deservedly and yeah City at the moment I think I'll, I'm, I'll be sympathetic because they've got a lot of key players missing they don't have their two um, strikers there so they have to play Sterling up front so it just messes up everything so I'll be sympathetic but at the same time it's like Man City um, even though they're going through this, they at least have to pull out something. So it's it's a bit of a 50-50. So, yeah, um, it was a good game. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm very impressed with Leeds currently. Um, they've been really playing some amazing football. Liverpool, I think the, the other game was against Fulham. I'm not sure. Um, now against Man City. So they, they look like they're at home. So, yeah. Um, Good stuff from them. Good stuff from them. No, that's good. Well, for me, the game was very enjoyable as a neutral. It felt like it was one of those high school games where there was no tactical structure. It was just back and forth, attack versus attack, then just defense. But with Man City, we're just seeing the same key problems. Lack of defense, lack of leadership. That That left-back position needs to be needs to be fixed immediately. Another signing is needed for Sushenko. Like, you can't have that much creativity at liftback. That's just simply limiting. But yeah, um, Mendy, yeah, he's shown that he's more on Instagram than on the pitch multiple times. Um, <laughs> multiple times but yeah um hopefully city have a problem because like city have been we talk a lot about city having spent like 500 mil on the defense but that left back position has been a thorn in this side for a long while and yeah like the best way that i can compare that problem that dilemma is the same way chelsea haven't had a good keeper since courtois or, this, or not to the same degree, but the same way that United need the number seven, like something to that extent. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you definitely. United need to fix like a lot of places. Like personally, I'd rather have Twanzebe and Rojo in centre back because these clowns that are playing right now are actually frustrating to watch. Like, how do you, how do you man mark your own player in the box? Like, don't worry, that <laughs> Man U is coming. Man U is coming up. Just save no. your words, because the feast no. will soon begin. <laughs> um, uh, the feast started when when Kane decided, no, you know what, let's just let's just dig deeper, because right now everyone's thinking, no, Ole should jump out, we should get Poch in, but six uh, one, that's the next fixture I'm going to talk about. Six one, four one at half time. What? <laughs> <laughs> just Speechless. like that. Um, ice cold, like, Tony Martial got an ice cold red card. What are we saying? Was, what, what, what are we saying? Let's talk about the red card. Lamela, that should he did he even get a yellow card? I don't remember. I don't I don't think he did. He got a yellow card for his for his bump. And no, then Maguire comes out comes out and he says, No, no, there's no foul. There's there's no foul? Are you are you watching the same game, mate? Like, hello? Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, Tony deserved the red card. He, he, if he hadn't re- retaliated then, yeah. He would have like stayed on the pitch, but it is what it is. Uh, it's a game of football. 
But yeah. but I'm but six TV. goals is not a game of football because now they're making tennis sets. This is like Rafa Nadal playing first set six one. Like no yes. no no, we're not taking that. <laughs> I'm not taking that. No. <laughs> Nah, but you know what? Before before I go in on this record situation, I wanna hear I wanna hear what Simba thinks. Like Simba, what what if you watch like the whole replay, like in slow motion, especially like what did you think of that whole thing? To be honest, I thought that was pretty silly. Like you could see that Lamela made first contact and then Marcel retaliated and reacted, which is human nature, and then he stabbed him. Because I don't know if he slapped him or did I just know hit him across the face. And it's like VAR, the ref, they're all just like, okay, let's give Marcel the right card. I think Lamela made the most of it, to be fair. But if it was me, I'd have probably just carded both of them and they both go off. Because, yes, Lamela hit Marcel first, but then Marcel retaliated and hit him back. So it's one for one. I think they both should have gone off. So I, I thought it was a bit unfair. I highly agree with you. Both should have been sent off, definitely. 100%. No exactly. Doubt in that. But, like, but like, you know how it is in the Premier League. Uh, first offence is like not noticed. Second offence gets the card. And if it wasn't for VAR, no one was going to see that. Because Lamela was just going to lie down and claim things. And with like his, his Oscar performance, no doubt. No doubt he got the prize. <laughs> no doubt. Guess what's your take? Um, for me, it was definitely a red card. Because I was just watching what the refs were saying after the game. Like, you're not allowed to retaliate like that. Even though uh, Lamelo was in the wrong in the beginning and his reaction. As a player, you just have to have that intelligence not to do that. He has to do better, Marshall. Yeah, um, that's that is that is exactly where my take is based on. Like, um, if you look at most incidents in the box, like the, you, you guys, like you've you've watched like so many in the box incidents, especially like I'm not even going to talk about Terry and Vidish times. Even now, you've seen so many situations where there've been pushes in the box. Size ups and the ref comes in the middle and says, Oi, Yuns, get your borrowers together. We don't want any of this. And then the corner gets taken in without any cards, just warnings all around. I think what Le Miller did probably warranted a warning. But I think the position that he was at, like he was right by the goalkeeper, surrounded by three Manchester United players, if I remember right. Like, the, obviously, it was a zone. So there were like three United players around Lamella. So I don't think the ref had a clear view that Lamella actually pushed. Because like, if if it was like, if it just happened like that and Marshall didn't react, I think people would have said it's a foul, yes, but it's more of a foul where the player is trying to be free. Like, he, he, I mean, he did put his elbow, yeah, sure. But like, I think it was more of a trying to open up and yes, obviously trying to rattle Marshall, which he did perfectly. But then, yeah, Marshall's reaction, like what Gaz said, was just off. Um, that's that's not how you retaliate. Ish, that must sound like that must sound really, really ironic coming from me. Like, 
I was just about to say. <laughs> I was just about to bring up the riff. What game are you watching? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like um, we'll 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 itemize. We'll go for a little story time. Um, so oh. when I was talking, when I was playing first team soccer, we were away at St John's, and yeah, there was a foul. Well, there was some. There was an incident where I thought there was a foul further up the pitch. And it wasn't called, and I shouted at the ref saying, "What game are you watching?" And yeah, that got me a yellow card. What game was you watching? Let's do a little flashback. What what game was you watching? <laughs> I actually don't know what game he was watching. First. What game was you watching? Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my word. Then obviously the game of my the game that made me feel much better about the whole weekend, Liverpool, Aston Villa. Oh my word, cracking! I've never seen I've never seen Van Dijk look so clueless in my life. If he didn't know what to do anymore after the first three goals, he was just he was a bystander. Literally, he was just poor watching. Fortunately for Mo Salah, he was the one scoring the goals. You know, trying to come back and yeah, recover the game, but. Shambles by Liverpool, to be honest. I don't know what's missing in the team, to be honest. Maybe the lack of money impacted them in a way, but Jota played a great game. I feel like he was direct, he was attacking the defence. Had a decent amount of shots on goal. Obviously, conversion rate. Uh, Martinez. Martinez for Aston Villa has been amazing. Phenomenal, really. He's really like improved that defence with Tyron Mings and Konza and... Uh, Matty Cash bombing down the back there, pressurizing Robertson. It was a really good game past in Villa's point of view. And Jack Grealish, as always, star player, created the major points. Uh, listen to me talk about points, FPL. But anyway, um, he created the major like <clears throat> attacking zones for them. And obviously, 74 rating for Ollie Watkins, hat trick. Uh, special, special. It was priceless to watch, to be honest. Right, I like that. Wrote up Wally Watkins FIFA rating, like. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you gotta remind them. You gotta remind the, the viewers that um, Van Dyke's rating in FIFA is like extremely, you know, ninety. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, like the mistakes weren't really down to him. It was Joe Gomez and Adrian. Those are the people that I truly blame. And yeah, Trent was having an awful game. I don't see Trent as like a solid defender at all. Defensively, 1v1, he's not competent enough. He's more of an attacking threat. His crosses are what make him an asset in that Liverpool team. Even for England, like right now, um, we could have been watching the game, but right now I feel like he'll be, he'll be, um, he's, what's the word? He's vulnerable. He's a liability. In, in, in that sense, defensively, 1v1, he's a liability. But as a defensive unit, Liverpool are a solid unit, and it just it just didn't work out this game. I'm sure they'll bounce back next week against Everton, though. That's going to be a good game. That's, that is going to be a great game. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, it, it seems that, like, in that Aston Villa game, like, Grealish just decided to take the role of a terrorist and just <laughs> move mad on that Liverpool defence. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting to watch. Um, on the Chelsea perspective, Ross Barkley getting a goal stung 
I don't know. I don't know how it felt for others, but it kind of stung. It was like, yeah. Can I talk? Can I also talk about how many deflected goals that Liverpool conceded? I think they conceded about four deflected goals. That has to be the definition of bad luck. Like I can. I, that was really bad luck. But I also think that it was also bad defending, because some of those deflections, like it could, it led from errors from Joe Gomez for mm-hmm. Grealish to score, and then like. Uh, Barkley 1v1 again, Trent, easy. So it's things like that that really like affect the game, that, you, that could have changed the game for them. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I would, yeah, I'm with that. Guess, Simba, what do you think about the drubbing? Um... <clears throat> It was shocking, um, very, very shocking. You do not expect that from Liverpool. I mean, there were signs against Leeds that it was possible, but, wow, I was shocked. I mean, Man United got it 6-1, and you thought, wow, Liverpool are just going to come and clean these guys, and they're going to do better, and they get it 7-2. So I think it's just yeah, one of those games where they really, really slipped up and they messed up, and you just saw... As much as Liverpool are a great team, the much of the trof- as many trophies as they've won over the past twelve months, eighteen months, you can see that there are ways to beat them, and Aston Villa really did exploit them. So yeah, and like what Sibu um, said, I think maybe they they missed out uh, on money. I think money they did miss out on money, and even Allison because Allison didn't play. So I think they missed out on those two key players who Im- who improved their team massively. So. Yeah, um, it was a shocking result, but yeah, it's one of those like, yeah, I'm sure they'll bounce back the next game, but it's just a wake-up call that not uh, not everyone is invincible and these things can happen to anyone. True. I think with this game, we saw the nature of the Premier League this season. This season... It's not going to be a runaway title race such as last year with Liverpool. Our favourite teams are going to be beaten multiple times this season. Shock results are just going to continue happening. going to continue to happen due to no fans in the stadium. It's just going to become the norm. That's my, that's my takeaway from this game. Uh, I, I feel that. Yeah, it's not... No game is going to be easy. Um, I mean, Chelsea already had their near-death experience with West Brom being 3-0 down, which is, it, 3-0 down and 4-1 down are basically the same thing at halftime. So, yeah. If anything, it just showed that Chelsea has character. The rest of a few clubs, I don't know what's going on. I'm joking. <laughs> wow. wow. That's a low blow. <laughs> That's a low blow. That's a low blow. But you know what, uh, I was thinking about it. So, one thing... Uh, post and they're like, if this had happened in what was it, La Liga or Bundesliga, people would have called it the Farmers League. Farmers League. So it just got me thinking, like, hmm, maybe this season Farmers League, you know? Yeah, because it seems like it's just a mess for everyone these days. Um, the only thing that's been consistent so far, the only thing that I can say has been solidly consistent is for West Ham deciding to buy Zoom for Moyes because they've had two clean sheets in two games. I think that's the most consistent thing that has come out in this Premier League season so far. 
Vinny think that is the best thing that has come out for West Ham. David Moyes is not on the sideline. That's how they should manage from now on. That's how they win the games. If they want to take it a step further, they can even sack him and put the assistant manager as manager. Because this, this, this thing of David Moyes being on the sideline is the key to their failure. He is the enemy of progress. That is my thought. Hey, Tawanda. Yeah? Moyes being on the touchline is like Tony managing. Like, when he says something, you just, you just stop listening. <laughs> then the assistant is like, no. what? Everyone <laughs> 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 just starts playing that, well. And... Like, that, that guy was like our fitness coach and you tried to be like an assistant manager, dude. It's just, yeah. It was... Yeah, he 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 was he was being the he was trying to be that guy when he was not like <laughs> that's why people didn't rate him. Yeah, maybe maybe we won't say the other reasons in case you listen to the podcast. We'll just leave that at as as it is, just as it is, <laughs> <laughs> as it is. Okay, just in case he catches on in many years. Ah, exactly. No, we'll just leave it as it is. Oh no, man. <laughs> what do you think of the Foxes? The Foxes, the Foxes had an awful game, though. Besides West Ham being brilliant on the form, like Leicester were like nowhere to be seen. Tillman's disappeared from the midfield. Jamie Vardy was like hiding behind I don't know who. And Masuaki was like roaming straight through Castagne. Like, what was that? Like, you, like, do you yeah, defend, bro? He <laughs> 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 was shocked because yeah, I even remember there's this one clip. Where Tillemans just he just gave up. He stopped running back. Like he just lifted his head once. He saw how far the player was and he stopped running, which was shocking. I mean, Tillemans was never a good defender. Don't get it twisted. But yeah, the lack of effort just summed up the game. Yeah. Brandon Rogers needs to like reshuffle the team, reshuffle the pack, get some Hamza in the charge to try and like change things up. He needs to scare his players because they're getting too comfy. That's my thought. They're getting too comfortable. Unlike the forwards, like when you have competition with Tamari Gray, Harvey Barnes, um, Jamie Vardy, Perez, um, Pratt, all those guys, they need the competition to like boost themselves. They definitely need it. Like, you know, that's what he needs in his midfield because like you can have Mendy jump on and maybe like he's a League One player at best. No offense to him, he's a League One player at best, Farmers League player. So <clears throat> it's not. He's not doing a bad job, and I guess they're missing Wilfred and Didi a lot in the field. Like, win back some of the position, because he is the equivalent of Declan Rice, basically. Yeah, that's true. Why are you guys hating on Mendy, though? Like, one moment against Man City, everyone is praising that midfield. The next moment, owns are hating. No, personally, I'm not hating. I'm, I'm criticizing this one game. I'm telling you that he's a League One player. What he did against Man City could have been a fluke, could have been, could have been by chance. It, we don't know. He needs to be consistent. He needs to show consistency for us to know that he's a good player. He's at this level. Lack of consistency warrants you to be to be talked about every week. Just look at like Harry Maguire. Maguire played the whole season last season. We complained a little bit, but we came third. No one really cared. Now we're watching the true Maguire. After his arrest in Greece, like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. 
he need he that's like the that's the type of thing we need. We need to like assess now deeper on what's going on because Victor Lindelof had a good season in his first in the second season under Mourinho, and now he's in shambles. He's barely he's gonna struggle to get back into the team probably. As if um, Ole doesn't decide to just you know I think maybe Pai is the problem to my defense because everyone even. Even Evro is saying maybe Harry Maguire is the, is the reason why Man United cannot defend. All I'm saying is that Mendy, in their midfield, I feel like indeed is the missing piece. He's needed. He's valuable. He's the ball winner. He's the equivalent of Kante, Declan Rice. He that's what that's his job. Interceptions and tackles. Mendy isn't that hard. He's not <clears throat> aggressive. You know, he's getting there. Nah, yeah, that's okay. If you, if you say it like that, then that's true. That I, yeah, I, I completely resonate with that. That's fact. Simba, we'll cover your takes before we cover the results, the rest of the results across the prim. What did you think about the West Ham beating Leicester? Um, I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie. Well, to be fair, okay, I think shocked is a bit of. Um, I think it was a. I thought Leicester would probably win maybe 2-1. But when West Ham scored the first goal and the second goal, I just knew that now nah, Leicester are not going to come back. And it was a pretty weird result because West Ham, as one of you guys mentioned, that they've had two clean sheets. And I remember at the start of the season, they were beaten. And people were like, oh, these guys are definitely going down. And now they've improved. And yeah, it was a weird result. And on Leicester's part, I, I think they didn't play particularly well. Like uh, what Doug was was saying is that yeah, they they are missing Didi. I think he's a very crucial player for them. And yeah, it was just a weird result for me. Um, but West Ham did play well. They had some great performance. I mean, Antonio played well. Um, Rice, Masuaku, uh, even what's his name, Four Nouns. Um, they they all had good games, so yeah. Um, we had result, but yeah. Um, as Gaz said, that is the Premier League, so yeah, can expect such things. Yeah, that's true. It's just yeah. Um, it's definitely one of the weirdest results, and yeah, that's that's the prem for you. But I, I I don't think West Ham is going to maintain it though. Um. I just, yeah, I just think that they're on a purple patch somewhat. But, like, can we, can we just talk about West Ham's, like, quality? They've got Yamalenko, they had Felipe Anderson, they've got Sebastian Heller, and, like, they use, they still use championship players, like Antonio from Nottingham Forest, Jared <laughs> Bowen from Hull City. Like, what's going on, mate? Like, what's the recruitment doing? They're, like, tossing the star players. It's either the star players are not getting game time or they feel like they're too big for the club they just need to ship him out they just cancel the contract like they did for Walsh honestly if they're not going to yeah. use them because I feel like they've taken out the hype in Felipe Anderson for example it's just and Yamalenko as well they've taken the hype out of him he's just not the player that we saw at Dortmund or Kiev in fact yeah 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 um, what are the results for more of entertainment? Oh, Everton, Hamez, what are your takes on Hamez? Come on, come on, is he coming back to his best or not? Is he not coming back to his best or not? My Madrid kryptonites, like that's the only guy that I liked, him and Isco. 
the only the only criticism I have of that Everton game is the celebrations. Everything else was perfect. <laughs> and jo- oh, whoa, whoa, sorry, I lie, I lie. Jordan Pickford, oh, <laughs> ship him out, ship him out. Back to back to Sunderland, back to Sunderland. That was what was that? Oh my word. Okay, mate. We'll take into consideration that it was it was raining. The ball was slippery, but like during their week. He also messed up in the in the AFL Cup against the second division team. These are like big mistakes, goal leading yeah. errors. These are gonna cost them the league. I feel like you, as long as they've got Pickford and goal, any team that plays them is going to score a goal. They're in for it. They're I in really, for it. You really, have a guaranteed one 0 up with Pickford and goal. I really love the way everyone is sticking on this Everton are winning the league by like everyone is oh, saying. Oh no. Oh no, they're not winning the league. No, 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 no. Top because four, maybe. Like, just to remind you, like the top four right now is looking Everton's in first place. Aston Villa is in second with a game in hand with higher goal difference. So if Aston Villa win their next game against Leicester, they're top of the league. Oh yeah. It's in Arsenal as well. Can Aston Villa pull off a Leicester? That's the question now. Will Aston Villa pull over Leicester? Can they do it? Will they do it? Yeah. I don't. I, I don't see. I, maybe a draw at most. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. But no, it was a really good game. I enjoyed Everton's play. Calvert Lewin still doing the thing in front of the goal. The man cannot miss. Currently, he cannot miss. I'm not sure how he's doing for England, but for Everton, cannot miss. He's been incredible. I rate him. I rate him as a striker. Definitely. Nah, that's facts. But yeah, we're going to just like quickly brush through the rest of the fixtures. Um, Southampton beat West Brom 2-0. Arsenal beat Sheffield United 2-1. Um, that one really hurt my clean sheet in FPL. Never trusting Leno again. Um, Wolves beat Fulham 1-0. Um, obviously, the United-Liverpool games, you won't reopen wounds, you know. Um, then the previous Saturday, the only result that we didn't cover was Newcastle beating Burnley 3-1. Callum Wilson is another striker that seems to be finding his way, just like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, maybe a lower level. But yeah, that's basically what happened in the Prim. Um, oh. Calvert Lewin just scored for England, so let's uh let's move wow. on quickly. Oh, he's not stopping. He's not stopping. Yeah. Tammy, Tammy, if you if you happen to listen to this, please, like, can you take notes? Can you go to Calvert Lewin's house <laughs> and just like chill with him for three days? And have a conversation with the man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, because yeah, he's literally taking his jersey as well. So, nah, that's what's up. Um, yeah, we're going to go um, a little bit, just a little dip into La Liga. Um, I'm just going to cover the top seven, uh, just in tables. So right now, after four, five games, give or take, Madrid is top. Betty second, Sociedad third, Villarreal fourth. Emery is really doing the things. Barcelona fifth, Sevilla sixth, and Getafe seventh. Simba Gaz. I know it's early days, but um, what are you? What are your expectations in the La Liga? Madrid are going back to back. 
period. Madrid are going back to back. I mean, Barcelona already know they're in a shambles right now. Nothing's going to fix it. Um, Madrid, of course, yeah, Madrid aren't, they haven't gotten into full flow. So, and also Madrid, I actually forgot any on this transfer window, which was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Madrid can go back to back. I really don't see anyone else topping them. Mad- the wrong guys can come back to it, but I only think Madrid will go back to back. Ah, I feel same here. Madrid just looks like more of a complete team, as well as Barca is. There's still some issues there. They're still learning how to play together. Fati is a he's a new talent, but he's also unproven. Griezmann is up and down. Messi looks like he's on the way out. Just a lot of instability in Barcelona right now. And Atletico's at Atletico Madrid is Atletico Madrid. They're always gonna disappoint you. So yeah. That's that in La Liga. I feel that. What's yeah. wrong, Dad? What's wrong? Oh uh, no man. How can you say that about Atletico? We're just gonna disappoint you. No lie, huh? Back to back is no no draws. It's bad. It's looking bad. We've got one of the top young lads, you know, lads out there to, to play and score goals for them. Jean Felix, oh my word. The way that guy is like the balls a magnet to his foot. I like the way he plays. So like yeah, it is disappointing when you watch him play and he has to defend for almost uh, seventy five minutes of the of the ninety, so hmm. But I agree with you, yeah. Atleti will will definitely disappoint this season. Baka Parker not Parker anymore. I think Messi is just playing because he has no option. He has to fulfill the contract. But his heart's not in it anymore, and you can tell from the way he's playing. Coutinho's trying to revive his career, so he's playing slightly better than most would have expected this season. And yeah, I don't condemn him at all. He's doing well. He's doing pretty well. And I think the not signing Memphis really harmed them because now they've given the number nine shirt to Brathwaite and um, yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown. Ooh. They gave it to Chris Brown. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Chris Ah Like he should have stuck to number twenty twenty something or thirty something because he is he... I don't think he's got like a good strategy in there, Kuman at the moment. He's just he's just he's just going with the flow to be honest. Cause what he did to Ricky Pooh that kid is the future, and he just told him, no, you're not, part of, you're not part of this. And last season, that kid was a regular, basically. And, yeah, I rate him, I guess. But, yeah, I agree with everyone. Madrid to win it back-to-back. No competition. It's going to be a runaway league, definitely. Vinicius Jr. is going to terrorize Barcelona's right back. I know Sergi, Sergino, Dest or something like along those lines is new, but... Mm, I feel like he's in for some some trouble now. He's coming from Farmers League in Netherlands here, so. Sheesh, mate. Nah, I feel that's yeah, that's a fair that's a fair perspective from everyone. It's just yeah, Madrid is just gonna make it back to back. What's crazy is that they're making it back to back without the without Hazard. Okay, that's 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 surprising for Chelsea fans <laughs> more than anything. But yeah, um, yeah, the thing. The only thing Madrid have gained from Hazard is his weight. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah, I'm with that. Nothing else. Come back on the free. 
<laughs> it's not like it's gonna change the size or anything. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna Tawanda. We're gonna yeah. get our Gareth Bale moment with Hazard, and it's gonna be so beautiful. Exactly. He's gonna come. <laughs> nah, actually... I actually believe that's going to happen. I see that coming. I see that coming. Actually. Yeah, we're gonna two more seasons and flopping like this. He's gonna come back to Chelsea. Yeah, that's fact. We we hope it happens. Well, yeah. Well, we, we actually do hope it happens. Then we're gonna go now to Serie A. Another interesting league there. Atalanta first place. Is that even surprising? With thirteen goals, their goal difference is eight, but they've scored thirteen goals in three games. Their first result was a 4-1 win. Their second result was a 4-2 win. And then they won their next game 5-2. Like, can these guys actually stop scoring? Can you imagine? Like, these are the strikers we need in the English Premier League. And, like, what's going on? I think they're, I think they're performing excellently. They're in top four. Top four. I don't doubt them for, for top four this season as well. They're going to make it again. DFOs, because Lazio are looking like in shambles. I mean, who signs Andreas Pereira? Like, come on. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. That is your signing of the season, Andreas Pereira. Huh. I think, yeah, I was telling, I think I was telling one of my friends, I was just like, imagine as Lazio signed David Silva and then you ended up signing um Andreas Pereira, like, how does that even happen? That is such, like, a change in motion. Like, you're going for top quality to go straight down to the bottom of the food chain. Like, yo, the guy wasn't even benching for Manchester. Like, huh? What did they see that we did not see? Like, come on. <laughs> but anyway, I hope Andreas will for best, though. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't have to come back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I feel that, like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see. I mean, what, what more can we do? Like, let's like, What's just... the worst that could happen? You know, what's the worst that could happen? Like, honestly. But, yeah. yeah. Top league they want in Italy. I mean, like, Napoli don't even have to go to games anymore. So, it's like, okay. That's pretty chilled. You can just play by themselves. Nah, true. Um, sorry, sorry, just cut you off. I don't hear your thoughts on that, on that event. It's not really thing. Um, because I don't know if you guys heard it, but um, what happened was that the event is Napoli was supposed to play, and Napoli confirmed that two of their players got coronavirus, and they said the Ministry of Health said they can't travel, but the Syria was saying. Oh, you guys have to play this match because both of them already set out their lineups, and Juventus were actually at the stadium already. But Napoli weren't allowed to travel, so I don't know what ended up if the result was final, but they end up abandoning the match. Napoli forfeited, and they gave Juventus the three points. So, what do you guys take on that? Yeah, they've started. They've started. Um, easy three points. Yeah. Easy three points. It was going to be three points anyway, but now they just got easier three points. Napoli was literally cheated out of the game, though. I mean, two players is not the whole squad, to be fair. 
It's not, mm-hmm. but like you know, Corona is a serious thing, isn't? Like, if those, if like, imagine they infected the other twenty-three players in the squad, and then they go and they get physical. The UVA players, the UVA players go and get physical at their homes and stuff. Now we've got like two teams in lockdown, and that's back to square one. So I understand. I understand why yeah. they're for them to travel, but like obviously, they should have like. Um, change the match date so that like they can accommodate Napoli's coronavirus outbreak. I guess. Not even not even changing the 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 date of the game. I mean, look, perfect example of case in point that we have is money getting the Rona. Like literally, with the money situation, that was handled quick and easy. Yes, it was one player, but how quickly was that handled? You can't then just say like, yeah. Um, we're going to cancel a whole game, and since it's your guys that got corona, we're just going to give Juventus three points. What? I just, yeah, I just find that um, slightly insane. Yes, what do you think about this whole situation? Um, I think they just could have uh, just postponed the game. That was just like the easiest thing to do. I know there's rules and regulations on this type of matter but with this corona period when and we're in the we're in times where this is not no it's not normal times so we can't just follow the rule book we could have just postponed the game played it on a tuesday night or a thursday night and no one would have even thought the better but now a team has lost three points over nothing yeah now that's that's the main concern for me is that the team literally lost three points for banter, but that, like, it's just, yeah, that's uncanny. Yeah, fair assessment. It's a fair assessment, though. Fair assessment. Yeah, but we move. I mean, it's Italy. We've seen worse on multiple <laughs> aspects. Yeah, um, I would, I, I would like to cover like France and Netherlands, but yeah, um, I think those ones we need them to materialize. So oh, I'm pharmacy. to. Yeah, exactly. Who said Farmers League? I about no one said Farmers League. Like we just that that came with, that came with the wind. Like I promise. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go like for a little bit of a different take and talk about the um, uh, the FA Women's Super League. And Ooh. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover a bit of. Uh, news that side talk about tables. There's a, there's a there's a part that Doug really asked me before the podcast. He's like, please don't talk about this, but I, I'm just gonna let you know that I'm gonna talk about it. Not now, but uh-huh. yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going can't to. Talk we, about can't we just talk about how Kirby and and Harder like destroyed Arsenal? That was like a really good game for them. Four, yeah, that's a good one. Blue, you know, tops, <laughs> tops, tops, tops. Give them, give credit where it's due. Give credit where it's And Liverpool dismantled Manchester. Again, nothing new, but... <laughs> sure. oh, what's, that, what's that striker's name? That female striker's name? Uh, Riso- what's her name? Risola... Uh, I don't know how you pronounce her surname. The Liverpool striker's name. She, she... Oh my word. She ripped through the midfield. She literally had a solo run. And yeah, that was impressive. That was really impressive. But... Oh, we, uh, uh, let, me, let me beat you to the punch. Heath and press. Hmm? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are you that mm-hmm. desperate? <laughs> huh? Come on. Come on. Alter it. Yeah. Um, Alter it. My, 
My factoid, my factoid that I was going to bring out was that Heath and Chris, uh, United's newest acquisitions on the women's side, have happened to sell more shirts than United's men's newest signings. So I thought that was really noteworthy, just um, also just like not just to troll, but also to show how people are looking at the women's game, how interesting it's gotten, because I don't think the women's Super League had that many standout players. Like, for example, if you went to the World Cup and you saw all these ladies playing, you'd see them playing mostly Australia, USA, and some in South America. But now it seems like, and oh yes, in France, um, yeah, especially with Leon in that. But it seems that like, just the same way that the men ended up gravitating towards the Premier League, it seems like the same situation is happening. So many international stars in the past three seasons have come to the Premier League. I'm talking Samantha Kerr, Peniel Harder, uh, Heath, Chris, Lucy Bronze. Um, we're talking so many, especially then Leon. We're talking Tumos. Alex Morgan. How do you miss that? Out? We're talking Alex Morgan, mate. Come yes. on. Alex Morgan, uh, Greenwood. It's just, yeah, there's so many. Ah, Greenwood. Greenwood is a traitor. She is a traitor. What was that? What was that? How <laughs> How that happened, we're not sure. Um, how you She ran away to Leon for one season just to come back and join the other side of Manchester. Like, really? <laughs> I really? Like, you, oh. You had one job. Yeah. One job. You actually yeah. okay. She had two jobs: not to join Liverpool, not to join Manchester City. <laughs> the first thing he does. Oh wait, she can't join Liverpool because she's already had Liverpool. And she's she's went from Liverpool Everton. Yeah, yeah that's a history. Like, yeah, and then she decided not to go to Manchester Red. Now she's Manchester Blue, and yeah. Yeah, we, we think that's yeah, she's... bad, but Greenwood is literally like mafia boss, like worst worst to ever do it. Ah, this I, is worse I, than this is worse like, than TV is like there's nothing worse than this. <laughs> that is actually surely. Worse. But did you know about Tevez? Like Tevez was on loan from United. Like he went, he was at West Ham, then he was on loan to United. Then he cut his loan from United, and then he went to City. Hey, hey, the fact that you put on the red jersey, that, that's what matters. <laughs> you put on the red jersey, you don't just decide. Maybe this is why Sancho didn't come. He respected the, the blue jersey enough. Plus, <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure that he had that in know. mind. He didn't want to be managed by a PE teacher. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure even our PE teachers can do better. <laughs> I'm not going to get started on audio. I'm not going to get started because, like, if we need to talk about the transfer window as a whole. Because, like, if you, if, if you really think about it, like, what? <laughs> what? Who? 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 Oh my God! Who the hell is Palestri or Whatever his name is. Who is that? No, but you know what? Don't don't sleep on Palestri. In fact, that's actually like the final topic that we're going to talk about before we call it quits. We're actually going to talk about um, transfers uh, since the deadline day hits, and also we're just going to compile the top five, a quick five, not in any order, but a quick five 
transfers that we consider are great in terms of valuation uh, of player and price paid. But yeah, before we even get into that, we can start talking about Pelestri. Yeah, he's an unknown, to be brutally honest. Do you even, do you even know him? Do you even know what he looks like? Have you ever seen him? Um, I have. I have seen him from Football Manager. <laughs> oh, you see? <laughs> you don't know his physical playing attributes. What, what I, only, I only remember him from Football Manager. Oh, what is it? What, what position does he play? Like right wing, hopefully. Yeah, um, he's slightly versatile, but like, yeah, predominantly right wing. Thank goodness, because I thought we were just adding to Van der Beek and Pogba and Bruno and Fred and McTominay. <laughs> like, yo, honestly, it's just disappointing. The transfer window for Manchester, like, okay, let me go through the club from last season. Um. <laughs> Man City. I think Man City were fooled into buying Nathan Ake, to be honest. They saw the PE teacher wanted him and they decided, no, I think he'll, he'll suit us. But otherwise, no, it was a good buy. Personally, I think it was a good buy. They deserved another left-footed player who's less injury-prone compared to Laporte. So it was a good buy. Um, Ruben Diaz, solid centre-back, but preferably ought have preferred to see Kulabali in a Man City shirt. Yeah. It would have made them definitely sterner, someone with more command in the back. Because I feel like Ruben Diaz is still mute, he's still quiet. I'm not sure he speaks clean English to like dictate the game from the back. Um, yeah. Even if it's all playing centre back, yeah. then uh, aggressive centre back. Exactly. And Torres, yeah, that was a good buy. Right wing, pacey. We saw in the game against Leicester, he was really good, even though his team was in shambles, but he had a great game himself. And even last week against Leeds, he gave the trouble to Dallas there on the left back position. So I approve. City, I'll give City a three out of five star rating for their transfers because they didn't go and buy a left back, a proper defending left back. I don't know why, <laughs> but okay, okay, we'll leave them there. Unless they yeah. they they like they make Nathan Ake left back. Um, then who comes next? Liverpool. Liverpool are cheats. How do you? negotiate from 35 mil for Thiago to 20-something mil and then you go the following day and you spend 43 million on Jota. Like, what? <laughs> Are these guys not saying that they're financially broke? What is this? Nah, I think game. that all just came out when Klopp was now being asked too many questions about how come he's not spending like Chelsea. It's just, yeah, he got frustrated and he was like, okay, fine, I'm going to get into my pockets now. And then, yeah. But it was a good buy. I don't blame them. And uh, Simikas, left back, good for Robertson, you know, just to rotate the squad because Milner's getting old. So, yeah, I approve. I'll give them a, a three out of five because I feel like they, they need another striker because that defensive forward that they have, they call, is really, is really not going to score goals for them. And they sold He's, Brewster. And, the, you know, to Sheffield United, who... Yeah, I don't know what's going on at Sheffield, but yeah, this season I think they're making the drop. <laughs> they're going to get dropped at this stage. Yeah, true. Um, then we come to Arsenal. Arsenal did a bang up of a job. Did a bang up of a job, I tell you. The mm-hmm. only thing I'm not rating was they're not selling their gazette. Only thing I'm faulting. 
I feel like they could have pulled in someone stronger up front. Definitely. Because the options are there. And, like, I don't know what's going on with Ozil. Can they just, like, sell him, loan him? Because the man is talented and he's sitting on the bench. You know, yeah, he's not even on the bench. They threw Ozil out of the Europa League squad, eh? Yeah, yeah I saw that today. And then Ozil goes and he goes, No, I'll pay for the dinosaurs' wages. You guys pay me too much money anyway. I'll pay for that dude's wages. No, uh, but like, yeah, that's, that's actually so shocking. In fact, like, yeah, let's actually talk about that for a second. Gaz, Simba, like, what do you think about Ozil being dropped out of the Europa League squad? I think it's deserved. I think with Ozil, if he does want to put put in the work, then he doesn't belong in the team. Because if I was a player at Arsenal and I would I would see a player on three fifty a week not putting in the work, but somehow making it on the team sheet, I would feel some type of way about it. So I kind of agree with Arteta's method. So then I think he just has a lousy attitude. Yeah, so like, what is this? What is this like lousy attitude? Like, what exactly has he done for people to say that? Ah, nah, this guy's not worth it. I think it's the tracking back, the defensive side of the game. Ozil's defense is really terrible. It's either he's slow to track back or he doesn't defend at all. I've never seen Ozil defend. I don't think you've seen Ozil defend, have you? Have you? Exactly. <coughs> Excuse me, but like. Honestly, his attitude might be lousy, but like his talent, his quality is undeniable. It's there. It's there. He just needs motivation. Because what he was doing at Madrid was unbelievable. When he came to Arsenal, when he made the switch to Arsenal, Arsenal was, yeah, they weren't Cartoon Network anymore, but like they were a decent team. They really played like decent football. But now, even now, they still lack their creativity, I feel like, in midfield. I think that um, the Leon number eight, um, I forget his name. He would have made a big difference because I watched oh. him play yesterday. Yeah, I watched him play yesterday for France, and it was exhibition. His crossing, his ball possession, and it was brilliant. They needed that in the game. Um, yeah, Özil should go back to Germany or play in Turkey because he's getting to that age now where where ah, things are getting tough. For no, we won't go back to Germany because it's got political issues going on that side. So we'll just leave that out of the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would. But yeah, I, I just feel like that whole that whole take is just oh yeah, Simba, 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 Simba. Ozil being dropped out of the UEL squad. Are we injecting it? I agree with guys 100%. I think with Ozil, you find that he was signed by Wenger, and Wenger was the owner and we kept playing him, but when Emi came in, he was dropped. So if two managers still aren't playing, it can't be their fault. It has to be your fault at the end of the day. It's just that he just doesn't work hard enough. Um, the way Arteta plays, he really doesn't play with the number 10. So I don't know understand how it fit in couple with the fact that Arsenal now look to press more and isn't that type of player going to press so yeah I 100% agree I think he should just leave Arsenal um, I will give him credit though because it seems like he's paid for that for that mascot to, to come back so I'll give him credit for that um, I 
It was a PR move, Simba. <laughs> it wasn't a PR move, guys. It's being human, you guys. You don't understand. It's tough out there. I think, yeah, I was about to say that it was like misunderstood somewhat. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not in the You guys, he recently, he didn't want to uh, cut down his wage for the workers during this corona period when Arsenal was was looking to to fire people and shut down jobs. But now you want to, you want to save some dinosaur's job. Come on. (laughs) Some dinosaur. (laughs) Oh, the change. Oh, oh no. okay. Uh, you know, it's not. Yeah, I think I need to go back to the drawing board and have a look at everything before I come back on this one because, yeah, that does now look like PR, and I feel like my decision has been influenced based on a lack of information. No, 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 no. no. It's not PR, Stan. I'm standing by it. Ezo's being human, because look, he was he was against the, the the killing of Muslims in China. And look what they did. China removed him from all the games because he was being human. This not a PR stand. I'm refusing. I am refusing. <laughs> I'm defending Ozil, even though he does not defend. I am defending. <laughs> even though he doesn't defend. Oh, my days. But yeah, ah, it's just tough. It's just tough. Simba, what do you think of your... What would you rate as your top transfers in terms of player valuation? And price paid. Player paid. Um, that's interesting. I would go for Thiago, um, Siesh, um, Sane to Bayern Munich, Havertz, and Hammers to Everton. Yeah, that's a solid take. Yeah, come to think of it, you've actually selected some interesting transfers there. Um, obviously, my favorite is going to be Yames because I think that he wasn't rated enough at Madrid. Um, Sane is also kind of interesting because, you know, he's going to be out there with Nabry pushing uh, Davies further back. So, yeah, that's, that's an underrated transfer. I think that's one of those transfers where no matter what the price is, it would have been a good transfer nonetheless. And, of course... Uh, my favorite aspect out of yours is obviously the boys here should have its well-needed people. And yeah, I, I, I rate your five. But yeah, I, I think Tiki's top five isn't bad. I rate it. I rate it. It's not bad. But obviously, the same five players don't make my top five, without a doubt. Uh, so my top five are Amadialo. Palestri, Cavani, Teles, and um, I'm joking. He's, that's United's bad <laughs> I was, business. I, I thought we were talking about the worst transfers in the, in, the, in the market. Those are probably them. Probably them. But I rate Kiesa at Juventus. That's a good buy. That's really a good buy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he should have come to Man United, though. He would have done wonders for us. Um, I rate Kiesa. Or who else? Rodriguez, obviously. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Do 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 you consider like contracts, new contracts as, as signings? Nah, we can't. We're not Arsenal. Damn. Because I was thinking Jack Grealish is done. 
he's done a bit. Aston Villa have done a bit of business there. The quality. Um. Okay. So then, who else? Alan at Everton. That was a solid buy. That's that was solid, a solid, solid, solid buy. Thing to replacing Gay. Exactly. Solid buy. Solid, solid buy. And then obviously, yeah, I rate Kai. Kai goes up there as well. I like him as a player. And yeah, finally, I would say it has to be. It has to be the earliest business ever done. Jude Bellingham to Dortmund. I rate yeah. that light That was good. I rate that kid. I rate that kid. That was good business. I don't know what guys will think of Jude. <laughs> I already know what he's going to say. I can already predict the words. <laughs> Speaking of guests, you might as well just come on and tell us as well. Like, what are your top five transfers? And also mention G. What do you think of him? Um, my top five transfers of this season are Kai Havertz. How did Chelsea get one of the top prospects in Europe? Number one. Yeah. Number two, James Rodriguez, amazing signing as shown by his early performances. Mm-hmm. Number three, welcome to the party, Thomas Partey to Arsenal, <laughs> amazing signing. I don't know how Arsenal pulled that off with no Champions League football. Number four, Rodrigo to Leeds. I see so much potential there. Oh. And number five. Leroy Sané to Bayern Munich. I see. Now that's that's a solid that's a solid setting. Especially Rodrigo to Leeds. I think Rodrigo to Leeds would definitely feature in my top five because that's a coup. Considering the quality of the player. Well, JB, uh, I think Dortmund just know what they're doing. They just sign English talent. They're not. Us Chelsea United guys, why I just get hungry and thirsty, then it's 80 million. Regardless <laughs> of how good the player is. <laughs> it's a money fest. I knew it. I thought he was gonna I thought what he was gonna say was you 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 overrate the English talent. That's the truth. You overrate the English talent. Those were the words I was expecting he was gonna say. You overrate the English talent. And he's not lying though. He's not better than Mount though. Uh, debatable. Act, that's debatable. Act, act, that's debatable. Act, 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 that's, that's not debatable. Okay, you know what? Nah, there, there are too many documents in this chat. So I'll keep quiet. Nah, we can't. We can't, we can't go have, in, you guys, have you guys watched Mason Mount play? Not as a Chelsea <laughs> fan. Have you watched him play in general? Oh, no. And, I've watched him play, and I don't think he was good enough. I'm going to ask you the same question. Shoot. Shoot. I don't think I don't think it was enough to get his jersey retired because like I'm looking at oh no that was that was that was a dumb move that was a dumb move why are you gonna retire a 17 year old's jersey you know like yeah he didn't he didn't get you promoted you didn't win the championship nothing just boom retired yeah yeah he must have had pool I think that's a PR move okay first. But yeah, like I'm just thinking, like you can't even talk about his fresh Bundesliga performance because, like, even Musiala, like a Chelsea reject on loan, scored for Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, which I'm now starting to begin to think is that, like, it's also like a strong farmers league. 
But yeah, that's a story for another day. We're not ready for um, that conversation. Yeah, we're not ready for that conversation yet. Um, but now on to my top five. I see that everyone is mentioning Sane to Bayern, but I think I'm going to put in like a few loan signings on this one. I'm going to talk about Douglas Costa going back to Bayern. I think that's an amazing loan signing. Um, I think that's the best loan signing. I remember Doug mentioning that uh, Kies has gone to Juventus on loan as well with an obligation to buy. That's a good signing as well. But I think, yeah, that Douglas Costa going back to Bayern to increase the debt to replace Perisic, who I think is now back at Inter. Uh, he's done with his loan and they did say that they're not renewing it. Getting someone like Douglas Costa is just like, yeah, as we're not letting up, we want to go, go for another triple. So I think Douglas Costa was one of the top signings. Second place, um, yeah, um, okay, not in any order, but the second one that I immediately think of is Rodrigo to Leeds. That was smart, um, good business. And yeah, I think Leeds, like I said, they, that's a coup. Like you can't, you can't just end up getting a quality strike. I mean, they took advantage of Valencia being broke and managed to get him, which was, yeah, great move. And then obviously, Yamis Rodriguez to Everton. Ah, the stats speak for themselves. He's been part of the reason that uh, Everton is resurging. And yeah, um, self-explanatory. Fourth transfer that I would think of that was like quality, quality is. Hmm. Let's talk. Oh yeah, just just as a side note, Havis doesn't feature in my top five. Not that he's a bad signing, but I feel like they've been better, like way needed, way they were needed. So I'll put Benchual in for my fourth one because it was like a necessary, necessary uh, signing at left back. And then my fifth, hmm, um, yeah, Thiago. Thiago Alcantara to Liverpool. That was <laughs> ah, that's 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 a steal. Like regardless, like even if it was a forty mil, ah, that that is yeah, that that's, that was that's... fraud. In my account, <laughs> that was fraud. What Liverpool did there was fraud. They cheated by an out of money. What was that? Twenty mil. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was thirty. Oh, that's plus add-ons. He hasn't won the league yet. Hopefully, we're doing it at all. At all. I don't want to hear about it. I, don't, I hope he really doesn't win anything. Anyway, that's coming from a dark place in Manchester. But anyway. <laughs> it's okay. With that dark comment, we're going to, we're going to close the show. Uh, Doug, thank you for coming. But obviously, the fans are going to be very, very disappointed that you did not come with Sancho. Um, mm. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Goodbye. I think that's enough. That's not heard enough of you. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. It's too soon. It's too soon. No, I'm sorry. It's too soon. soon. He's coming. He's coming. It's the same way the English fans are saying he's coming home. It's not going to come home. Let me tell them now. Special mention to be. It's not coming home, bro. It's never going to come home. The three Lions are not going to win it. Just to say. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay? This is like zero point zero one chance. Let's just forget about it. We'll actually just let them know. We'll be noisy about it. 
We'll just make sure it's noisy about it. Oh, yeah, and before we go, um, Doug, where can people catch you on social media? You can catch me at Z underscore Austin on IG. And, uh, like, my Twitter doesn't really work. Um, yeah, on WhatsApp, it's just, just don't waste your time. I don't, I don't reply to messages, so it's just don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah, you can catch me on IG at Z underscore Austin. I'll follow back. I'll comment. I'll like your pictures. Don't worry. But yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, let's do this again next time, man. United lose six one. You know, it'll be fun. <laughs> Definitely I, fun. For you, I really hope that's like this weekend. Oh no, my god! Like obviously, it's not gonna happen this week because of international break. But like, uh, yeah, don't say never. You never know. They could play <laughs> friendly in between the sides. <laughs> it can go bad. It can go bad. Don't say that. Anyway. Anything, huh? uh, they, they're killing me inside, bro. I'm killing me softly. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they nah, must They must stop <laughs> It's too much. Uh, it's been a pleasure, gents. I hope to catch you like next week. Yeah. Um. Don't worry. We'll always have we'll have another episode for you guys. Sit, but yeah. Hopefully, you enjoy this one. And yeah, this is us signing out. Thank you for listening. Peace.